everybody! Welcome on into our final Fantasy 12 podcast. I hope everybody's having a lovely week. This evening we have got James and Sue with us to talk all things Final Fantasy 12. And as always, you guys at home, if you have any questions Final Fantasy 12 based that you would like to throw our way, there is a channel point where I think for just 50 points you can redeem uh, to ask a question, and if you do it in that way, then uh, I can see it. So, so I don't lose it, I don't lose track throughout the whole night. So um, what we're going to do, first of all, is introduce our two guests of the evening, um, and we will ask them the first question. So firstly, James, please do introduce yourself a little bit, and uh, what it is about 12 that makes it one of your favourite Final Fantasies. Uh, well, hi everyone. My name's my name's James, and uh, I've played a lot. I've played pretty much every single Final Fantasy at this point. Uh, as for twelve, though, twelve is definitely one of my favorites because it's just it basically feels like a single player MMO. It feels so different to Final Fantasy Ten if you didn't get a chance to play Final Fantasy Eleven because not a lot of people did at that time. And I just love the fact that it's so different. That's basically it. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that as well. Um, and then Suit, please could you introduce yourself and what it is about 12 that makes it one of your favourite Final Fantasies? My name is Suit Gomez and Final Fantasy 12 was actually the very first Final Fantasy that I played, even though I knew about the series before, like with 7 and everything, but I always thought, I'm not sure if it's going to be anything for me. Then I pretty much forgot about it. I saw 12 in the store shelf and I was like, yeah, let's buy it. Seems cool. And well, ever since then, I'm hooked to Final Fantasy. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's a great story. I mean, that's cut. Yeah, that is. It's interesting that you knew Final Fantasy VII existed, and then eight existed, nine, ten. No, 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 no. Twelve. Gonna start yeah. with twelve. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's move on to uh, the rest of the questions. Once again, guys in chat, this evening, if you go into the channel points, um, there is a redemption for you to ask a question. You can aim it at someone specific or you can just aim it generally at us. Something about Final Fantasy XII, preferable. Um, and during the night and maybe at the end of all the questions that we've already got set, we will read out those questions. So if you do it that way, then I can keep track of who's asked questions. So anyone in chat, if you have Final Fantasy questions, for us, please pop them in the channel point redemption. So, my first question, um, which part of the storyline do you enjoy most? We'll start with James. Uh, well, my favourite part of the story is actually the introduction of the Okurian. Uh, these otherworldly god-like entities just like seemingly just overseeing and overshadowing just like the like the characters in general like, uh, like Sid and and later on, V, and it's just like really mysterious and slightly scary, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, they, they, I always forget about them. I always forget that they exist. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, okay, they're like controlling things here. Um, Suit, so what about you? Which part of the storyline do you enjoy the most? I, it's actually very hard for me because I would have like many locations that are my favorite, like either, either for the puzzles or boss battles. I would have to say Tomb of Ravewall, because you're pretty much going for the very first treasure, and you kind of know what it is, but yet you don't, so... And you pretty much have to go through all different trials, like the uh, Demon Wall and everything, so... It, it, I really like that part, actually, a lot. 
And nice. of course, you find the very first Esper as well, your very first summon. So yeah, I think I think that would probably be my very very favorite part. Cool. Um, and my next question is actually for Suit as well. Can you please compare the difference between the original and the Zodiac Age version of Final Fantasy XII? Well, here's the thing. What do you want to know? Because I have a lot. Well, <laughs> some people at home might have only played one version. So if you True. could specify the particular differences so that people could understand and maybe be interested in playing the one that they haven't played yet. So for the original Final uh, Final Fantasy XII, we there was a very a lot of things where you knew it was it could have been different done. So for example, with the um, guests, the guests actually leveled at the average that your party had. However, with the new Zodiac Age, you can actually level them up as well as as you go along with them. So that is actually a very big change. You can also control them now instead of just letting them running around and do whatever dumb things they do. Uh, you can also turn their gambits off as well for the gambit system. Uh, you can also, uh, I believe you can also get their items. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I believe so. Because it does, exp it does expand your inventory, it does. They they can they can use items I believe from your things, and of course the very famous thing is the zodiac job system, because before with the original Final Fantasy XII, every character could learn everything pretty much the same for every other. However, now we have of course have classes. For me personally, I kind of dislike it the very first time I actually started Zodiac Age, because I was like, oh cool, I'm limited. <laughs> awesome! Hate it! <laughs> but at the same time, it does give a great challenge. So, eh, it has positive and negatives. Uh, of course, three other game modes are added to the Zodiac Age, which, the, which is the trial mode, which you go over 100 stages for uh, certain battles. We have New Game Plus Strong Mode, where all your characters will be level 90. And New Game Plus Weak Mode, if you finish Trial Mode, all 100, you get New Game Plus Weak Mode, where your characters will be level 1, 2, and 3. That's it. That's all you, had, all you got for the whole game. I actually still want to try it. Yeah, I had no idea that that was an option, and like now I really want to try it. I want to play 12 again, just so I can do those plus... Plus yeah, games. First, you need to actually finish a trial mode, and it's <laughs> so difficult. <laughs> but that might be quite fun to watch on on Twitch. That might be an interesting yeah. playthrough. I still want to finish it because I got to, I believe, level seven. Because I just finished the story, and then I stopped actually with trial mode. I believe so. And of course, we also have the speed up with the gameplay, which are added actually mm. also with a lot of the other remasters as well, where you can press L one and just pretty much dash for the game, which is fantastic. It is such we a also... godsend. <laughs> mm -hmm. We also have, of course, the spells. Certain spells are tweaked, uh, but the also certain spells can only be bought at certain places. And certain techniques and magics can only be found in treasures, but they also have changed. So there is literally a lot of stuff that are changed from the original to Zodiac Age. Mm. And there's a lot more stuff that has changed as well, but I did not, you know, fix them. I was like, that's too much. That's a little bit too much to, to process. 
Hmm. Yes, that that is a lot of differences. And I guess, I mean, really a lot of um, just sort of, I guess not, I don't want to say the word upgrade, but like an upgrade from the original, you know, they worked on well, what was, yeah, they worked on what wasn't quite working and then just created something that made, made it work more. So I'm just wondering, Croesus has written in chat that I'm not allowed to touch Final Fantasy XII again, and I was wondering oh. why. Um, oh, shit! For those of you in chat that may not know, I played Final Fantasy XII a few months ago, and I thoroughly enjoyed my entire time playing it, but for some reason, Croesus doesn't want me to go back. Wow, Croesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, in the meantime, before he has an answer, we will uh, <laughs> move on to the next question. James. There are a lot of times that Final Fantasy XII both acts and sounds like a Star Wars film. Are there confirmations from the creators that they were heavily inspired by the films at the time, or is this just coincidence? Uh, well, I did a little, I did quite a lot of research on this, and there is an interview where the director said that it wasn't intentional to make the plot like Star Wars. They just wanted a plot that was very easy to follow. Um, however, it is noted that the similarities originated from a 1958 Akira Kurosawa film that inspired Star Wars. So, you know, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like with my flavor, I was like, I did the whole joke of uh, Gabrunth being literally Darth Maul, and I did the whole Duel of Fates song whenever we, we were fighting him. <laughs> uh, you know, and even like uh, Balfier is. Han Solo, which unfortunately yeah, does definitely. unfortunately unfortunately does mean that Chewbacca is Fran, and now that image oh, no. is ingrained in your minds forever. <laughs> you can Ooh. never wipe what Fran actually is from my mind. She she's perfect in every way. Um, okay, that's very interesting. Do you know what the name of that film was? The the nineteen fifty eight. I couldn't film? find. I couldn't find it. No. Hmm. I really want to. Maybe someone in chat knows the answer to that. That's very interesting because we could always do a Discord stream of the of the film, the Hidden Tomato's Fortress. Is that it, Tomat? We got it. Hidden I think Fortress. that sounds right. Hidden Fortress sounds right. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. So let's move on to the next question. Um. Suit, this isn't the first time that Ivalice has been in a Final Fantasy. Where has it been mentioned before, and how does it relate to Twelve? So, the director, uh, Yasumi Matsuno, has been setting, actually, the Ivalice into different, different games. Uh, also, non-Final Fantasy games as well, which is Vagrant Story. And that is also a really, really great game that I've always wanted to play, but I never had the chance for it. So I still regret it to this day. <clears throat> but he wants to expand Ivelisse across different titles so it would be stayed in the memories for different players. So Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy Tactics, 12 and 14. So it is really big, actually, like a lot. And I actually love it. But uh, it does say that it's consistent in the same universe, but only different time periods. And there are also, mm, I would say, gossips that Ivelisse is either being dreamed of or that it actually exists. So it's a little bit of a kind of a guess. Like, is it actually a whole dream, this whole world in different time periods? Are they just a dream or do they actually have happened? And I actually love that little theory. 
I mean, this is one of the reasons why I love Final Fantasy so much. All these thoughts, thoughts and theories. Very interesting. And I I find it a very good decision to make it like even non-Final Fantasy games. Because if you have played Vagrant Story and then just go to 12, you're like, wait, I've heard of this world before. What? Why? What? Wait, what? (laughs) That is a great way. I really love that. Uh, How do you call it? How do you call that? <laughs> Let's just say you call it's a great way, you know, to do it. Yes. Um, there's uh, Zephyrick and Tomato are saying in chat, Advance is set in Ivalice, even if it might not be real. And Tomato saying, isn't TA2 there as yes. well? Yes. Yeah. That tactics Advance yes. TA2. Yes. It's also yeah. Ivalice. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I haven't played any of the tactics games, but I have heard about this before. Um, okay, so my next question is for everyone, but we'll start with James. Who is your favourite character and why is it Fran? <laughs> I mean, you gotta love Fran, you gotta love Fran, but I, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Balthier, actually. Yes. Um, you know, he, he is the leading man, after all. Um, that might put, put into a further question, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, just... Balthier, just his storyline as well, just his connection with uh, the judges as well is really, really cool. I, I, yeah, I, uh, I love Fran and Balthier. I want them to have their own game. It's not happening, you know, it's far too late <laughs> in the day, but, you know, I'd oh. love it. Uh, Suit, what about you? Uh, who is your favorite character? Definitely Fran, but also actually Dr. Sid is one of my favorite <gasps> characters. Ooh. Go on. Well, I will actually get to that in a few. Oh, okay. Oh, he's leaving us hanging, guys. Got to stick around. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, the next question is, which character do you feel is the least developed and why? Suit, do you... Which is your least? Oh, okay. Vaughn. Vaughn, I don't... I mean, he starts the same with the journey and he ends the same as the journey. I don't don't like him, (laughs) if I'm honest. Like, at the start, you're like, you know, he's a curious kid and everything. You know, you kind of like him. But he just stays the same. Mm. It's... I don't like it. (laughs) And James, what about you? Who's who's your least developed? Which do you think is least developed? Uh, I'm actually going to say Penelo. Um, She she does have her small, like, little bit where, you know, Mm. little parts here and there. But overall, she's just there beside beside Van, um, which is a shame because I really like Panello's look. Um and like just in general and but it's just like she's just there. It's like okay. Yeah, I the guys in chat are saying uh, like Tomato is saying that um Van and Penelo are just there basically they're the peasants and uh, Zephyr yeah. is really happy that you're sharing that brain cell, James. <laughs> <laughs> um yep. Uh, I yeah I I would agree on that as well. I mean, like the whole thing with Van is that he is he wants to be a sky pirate and he becomes a sky pirate technically. And then Penelo, I guess, is probably like James says, a little bit of the least developed because she's just following everyone along for the ride. I don't really think she mm. gets much going on at all. Um, James. Van is often considered an afterthought where maybe Bash or Ash are the true protagonists. 
Who do you believe to be the true leader in this story, or do you think more than one have their own leading role? Well, I would like to make a case for Balfir. Um, as I said, he is the leading man, after all. Um, you know, and as I said, with his connection with the judges and, you know, the fact that he eventually, yeah, his, yep. Um, but yeah, no, every character has their own, like, small sections, some smaller than others. Um, like, Bash has his own section and uh, Ash has her own section as well. So, you know, definitely a case for those two as well. But, you know, gotta, gotta, gotta make the case for Balfier being the leading man. Yeah, yeah, thoroughly agree. Um, and okay, Suit, here's your question then. Here's where we're answering Suit's question. How do you feel about having a villain Sid, considering he's usually a nice recurring character in Final Fantasies? I find it actually really refreshing. Because for me, it's, you know, well, since Final Fantasy XII, of course, this is my very first game. I actually found Sid to be one of the most interesting characters ever since in the start, even. Ever since the first scene, he walked in towards Vayne, just talking to himself, and you're like, he, is he okay? Is he, or is he just delusional? Are you okay? <laughs> But for him to be a villain this time, instead of a good guy, I personally would love to have that with more of the characters. To have that switched. Mm. Like, have like a really good person be a baddie for once. I would love that personally a little bit more than just your recurring, oh, right, he, he's a good guy, or she's a, she's a good person again, you know, all of that stuff. Like, no, switch it. <laughs> But also, why Sid is my favorite character, like, completely. Like I said, with the very first scene, but you still think, even with the first boss battle, he's still delusional or crazy. Because you hear about Fanar, but you don't see him. You don't see Fanar anywhere. And even with the first scene, he's like, what? And then you're like... Are you just hearing voices? Or what are you? What are you doing? What is happening with you? And then, of course, with Fanar being revealed, it's like, oh, that is actually really, really cool. I love that. So, just this whole impression, I would love that more than actually Vayne or any other final boss. Uh, his aura is completely different than any other characters in the whole game. At least in my opinion. I love that so much more. Here's, it's with Vayne has a grand entrance. Uh, Gabranth has a grand entrance with all the soldiers coming out of the prison. And he's just a guy walking, talking to himself towards Vayne. I'm like, you know, that catches my eye way more than any other judge or Vayne. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. Very interesting. Um... Well, we'll move on to license boards now. James, could you please explain it to us? <laughs> I'll try my best. The license board is set up like a chessboard. Um, you need licenses for absolutely everything. Weapons, armor, spells, techniques, even summons. You need license points for everything. You get them by killing uh, the enemies. And it's really interesting one whenever you unlock one you get to see like all the other ones spread out and see and you sort of 
commit your own path down down like a certain path like if you want to focus on attack power there might be ones to the left that would focus on that or your armor or whatever so it's it's very it's very interesting but also kind of limiting in a way um and i guess that's a good way to sort of avoid you just getting all the best armor and weapons from the get-go yeah uh, uh, it's um big fan of the I, I personally am a big fan of the license board um actually i did have another question there that i haven't actually aimed at anybody um what do you believe to be the best job combo for each character and why james are you able to answer that for us yeah, so in my playthrough, I basically wanted to try and use all the jobs. Uh, so for I think for my damage dealer, I had a monk and samurai for basically just all out attack. Uh, knight and Ullahan for tankiness, and uh, white mage and machinist actually was pretty good for me too. Um, it does seem like an unusual combination, but it worked really well because uh, guns do piercing damage, so does damage regardless of your attack that and you can focus on healing effectively whenever you need to very interesting um soup was also agreeing with that i saw some nodding there i'm assuming you're pretty much yeah definitely knight yeah. and ulhan are a fantastic combination definitely it, i would actually perfectly is bosh for that combination mm -hmm. that's the i had your tankiness it's just indestructible it's it's yep. a great thing Yep, that's what I had. Night yeah, and the white mage and mechanist, I would definitely say Ash. Because mm. she's the best healer. And I also had Monk and uh, Black Mage for Pinello. Because her attack, but also her uh, magic is equally, I find personally, strong. So either way, she can do pretty much good damage. Mm. Yeah, I've got a feeling that I would put Pinello with some Black Black magic. I can't remember now, but I think that's what I was doing. Um, okay, well, here's the other side of the coin. Sue, are there any negatives to the Zodiac Age job system? Yeah, actually, like I said, it's the limitation. But at the same time, it does make you feel more of an RPG because, you know, you are choosing a class, like the very first Final Fantasy. Like, for example, you choose a monk, you know, and you only are able to do this. So, in a way, I kind of like it because it does give you more challenge and it's not just like all right let me learn everyone genji armor or whatever you know it, it just had that that limitation does make it a little bit better to also not even you know choose the correct class or combination but also the correct characters because everyone has different stats now as well so you really need to think of like okay what can i do here and what is the best thing to do here so it's I, like I said, you know, it's a little bit negative, but it, it does have its positive sides as well. I see that Tomato has written in chat, um, no blue, no blue mage. So is yeah. there no blue mage in, in our Zodiac age? No. Oh, we have a no. raid coming in from Super Suplex. Thank you so much for oh! the raid, Suples. Thank you. Welcome on in. Oh, you were playing Bug Snacks. Have fun. How fun. Um, for those of you coming in um, and not knowing about our podcast, uh, the way that we do this is you have the chance to ask either of these guys a Final Fantasy XII question. If anybody has any Final Fantasy XII questions this evening that you would like to ask, all you have to do is go into the channel points. You will find it's only 50 points, so I think you automatically have access to it. 
and uh, yeah, just just throw us some Final Fantasy twelve questions and uh, enjoy us geeking out all about Final Fantasy twelve. Welcome on in. Right, Don't let me get in the way. It's all right. It's all right, Suples. Thank you very much for bringing your peeps over. Thank you. I hope you had a good stream, mate. Um, I, I, I do have something to add, by the way. With yes, this. please do. Uh, now with a certain updates to the PS4, but also the release, I believe with the PC and the Switch, I believe only Switch, but the the first thing the Switch release did with Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age, you could actually reset your characters, yeah. which before you could not. So you actually had to start a file all over if you were not satisfied with the class. But now if you go to um, the clan, then you can now reset, which is a very great added uh thing yep really love it yeah i think i've i think i got uh shouted at for setting some of my characters to some jobs that they people in chat would have preferred me not to <laughs> and i just kept playing it anyway but um yeah, it's it's whatever suits you best yeah, you know, if you just go for a normal adventure then whatever yeah exactly. but if you go for like the big things then certain combinations are needed <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and actually, Suples, we've technically already asked that question. He asked, is Final Fantasy XII just Star Wars? And we had a very good answer, actually, um, where you might want to check out a 1958 film that the original Star Wars was based on and how this is also in relation to it. So, yeah, it technically is. Technically is. Um, okay, our next question is for James. 12 is the first time that you can engage with enemies on the field with no separate battle screen. Do you remember how you felt when you first encountered this and how does, different does it feel to playing the earlier games with random encounters? Yeah, like it, it felt so good. Like you, you always almost expect a battle transition, but there isn't one. You just go towards the first area and the game breaks up. Oh, this is little cactus. Let me pick attack. Bosh. Let me go towards the next enemy. Oh, there's a wolf down here. Bosh. Oh, look, there's a T-Rex in the first area of the game. Let's see what happens if I attack this. Oh, wait, I died. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, you sort of get a scope of, in the first, even like in the first area of the game of, I, I need to sort of be careful of who I attack and who I don't attack. Yeah. It's very cool, though, isn't it? Going, going from uh like yeah random encounters and then you can just see everybody all of a sudden in your game it was, yeah it was a really nice nice change i um, really loved it so uh 12 has a gambit system where you set what each character's auto responses will be to encounters how do you feel about the this system in comparison to other final fantasies so you see i like it people say it's like a lazy final fantasy because it, you can set it so it just plays itself. So how do you yeah. feel about this? I kind of like the gambit system. However, I never use it. <gasps> oh. No. I, with, even with the original Final Fantasy XII, I literally pressed the menu button every time if the enemy made a certain move. I immediately went to, like, action button, okay, and you're going to do this, you're going to do that, every time. I never did the gambit system because for me it was a little bit like I could do this, but I want control as well. Because if an enemy does a certain attack, I want to be defensive right away instead of all right. Let me heal up. Let me do a potion. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't use the potion. Heal fully. Don't, don't do that. 
but it, it's it's a great thing as well for the gambit system if you want to not necessarily rush through the game but let's say if you want to grind for example then the gambit system is great if you want to grind then you know you can let them attack whatever they want and you can just go on through that is for that way it's it's perfect it's it's a great thing but comparing it to i believe 13 as well has kind of a gambit system i would say kind of because you know if you change the rules they do different things as mm -hmm. well so i was like 13 has it as well kind of i guess and even there i did not like it so but of course you do need to think of what you want to install and you know like do for ash for example if you have her as a healer make sure she you know if you have like it's like less than 10 percent, or you know you 10 percent of your health is gone heal right away just mm. heal because <laughs> that is so important <laughs> so overall i like it but yeah i just i just never use it except what? for the healer of course that because that is so important <laughs> <laughs> what about you james do you are you somebody who because like for those of you that aren't quite aware of the gambit system in chat um you can set up some really complicated gambits um mm. i was just wondering james when you play it do you just go with like a, a basic gambit system or do you actually set up some really complicated ones um that's i like i like sit's idea i actually want to maybe try and play it that way because i'm mm. i'm used to like setting up the gambits and like just turning them on and letting the game effectively play itself but i i feel i would want to definitely try a, a playthrough where i i play it like sit like sit where basically i turn them off and have full control of my party members um but it is so handy like even like if you come across let's say a trap that inflicts you with a bunch yeah. of status effects you can just go shinna 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 uh target everybody you know um but that's, that's really interesting. I, I gotta try that someday. So maybe maybe we challenge play for you or something Ooh. in the future. See, I, li I like this about the podcast is it always gets us really hyped to play the games again. <laughs> mm. um, okay, so my next question for you, James, is can you please explain battle chains to us? Uh, sure. So when you kill multiple enemies of the same type, so every enemy has a type, uh, you get a, a little battle chain. It shows up in the bottom corner of the screen. There's a fly in my room. Um, and uh, it comes up, and the higher it goes, the higher the drop rates. You can get like little bonus effects, like protect and shell on your party members. It can heal you a little bit as well. And it, more importantly than that, it does affect the drop rates. And there are some really rare drops that you can get from, from a high battle chain uh some really like important like pieces of armor or weapons uh there's also a reverse chain where if you kill different enemies every single time yes. the game doesn't i don't think the game tracks it um but it, it also affects the drop rate as well i had no clue about that that's very interesting yeah um, yeah, yeah. i also now have it's a hard to do, it's hard to it's harder to do i feel than a, a normal chain so it's definitely yeah. a little bit it's definitely a little bit more harder but it is worth it to do it sometimes if you can manage to do it do you, do you know how many different 
enemies you would have to kill in a row before it will give you something if it's not telling you visually? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Just wondering. Um, and Suit, can you please explain the mist gauges in 12 and what they mean slash do? So the mist gauges are pretty much for summons, for your espers, or quickenings. <clears throat> which are a fantastic help in the game. Especially with the original Final Fantasy XII, where I just started with Vaughn, upgraded my license board until I got my very first quickening and just killed the T-Rex until I was like level 30 and then I went through the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a great way to start the game up. It was great. <clears throat> But not only that, they can also, uh, with the quickenings even, for example, they, after you did a certain order or, yeah, yeah, a certain order with attacks, you could actually also, what were they called, actually? Like the end things. Like uh, concurrences. Thank you. You can actually also affect, uh, activate those. And you also needed to activate each and one of them to get a certain uh, achievement as well. And that was the hardest thing to do if you didn't know how to activate every occurrence. That mm -hmm. was so difficult. <laughs> I really love those. But uh, you can also, I believe you can recover the mist gauges by defeating enemies or hitting them. Because I, I don't I think remember. So. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Because I only, I didn't use it in Zodiac Age at all. I just used it one time to summon Baileus at the gate, and that's it. I never used it anywhere else. <laughs> but they're a great help for the summons and the uh, quickenings. They're a great help if you're like a little bit of tight spot and you need the damage. They're great. Okay, I'm going to have a quick look at the questions that we've had so far and see um, if we've got any before we move on to the next one. Um, well, they also have questions in the chat. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm going to have a look at the questions in the chat. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> actually, I'm going to do a poll for chat. Let's start a poll, everybody. Ooh. I'm going to start a poll asking, have you played Revenant Wings? And let's see how many of you have actually heard of and actively played this game. I've heard of it, but I've never played it. I've never saw it even in my store. I, I have, I have played it. it. Um, to describe it, it's kind of like a interesting tar defense game. Interesting. Um. Now, my my friend Zephrick, he he loves the game. He will sing about it till the cows come home. Um, I I played a bit of it and got stuck, and I rage quit. But I I I think I recently saw it in my local store, and every time I see it, I just like, should I buy this again and try it again? <laughs> well, I wish I I saw it in my store. I would immediately buy it. Actually, I would be like, yes, give me that. Actually. <laughs> Um, I, I, sorry, go on. I was like, you know, it, I would actually buy it still just because of, because when I, I believe I saw it once, I was like, mm. is it the same story or is it a different story? I don't know. But it was also really pricey at that point, so I 
couldn't buy yeah, it it's either more, way. It's more of a sequel sort yeah. of story. In terms but it, of wasn't that. it also like that the characters would meet, but they would be like, I've met you before or something like that, that they couldn't remember? Um, wasn't it something like I, that? I don't remember off the top of my head. Hmm. So I believe I saw like a like a text and I was like, I remember you or something like that. I was like, wait, don't they they don't remember each other? Like what? <laughs> At That's least Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> um Zephyrick's quite funny, written uh, my brother's wedding, all I remember is playing Revenant Wings during the reception. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how much he loves the game. <laughs> That's good though. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll let that poll run for 10 minutes. Let's go back to our questions. Uh, it looks like um, Twitch has changed things, so I can't find the questions that you've asked in my, my list, my activity feed, which is great fun. Um, uh, so I'll... Tomato, tomato might... Uh, go on. Uh, tomato asked if you, either of you beat Yasmod, and uh, Zephrik asked, what is your most hated enemy in the game? Well, we'll do one at a time. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I just... I, I could see those. I know that there's oh, some sorry. further up. <laughs> um, well, you can answer that one from Tomato first. Have either of you beaten Yes, Matt? No. Uh, I got close. Ooh. And then he wrecked me. I, I have a reason, but I will get to that later. Yeah. he He's... We'll talk about him later, definitely. Okay, yeah, we will actually thinking about it. Uh, Tomato, if you're able to like copy paste into Discord for me, because uh, I just I seems to have disappeared from my Twitch stuff. Um, if you're able to, thank you. Um, so let me go back to our list of questions. James, quickenings, because we were just talking about the misgauge. Quickenings are this Final Fantasy's form of limit break. Do you feel like these are an excellent form of limit where you can spin multiple characters, many different quickenings in one run, or are they too easy? or not as useful as other games' handling of limit breaks? Well, I, I love the quicklings. First off, the quicklings all look really, really cool. Like, if you want to see Bash do a Kamehameha wave, or Fran do flash kicks, or Balfier some of their freaking Meteor, that, that's your option right there. Um, as, as Sit said earlier, it's good for like a sort of a panic button. Oh gosh, boop. Uh, the, the the one downside I think of them is that the damage they deal is slightly random, so you sort of go like, uh, I, you know, but then again, most limit breaks, you don't really know how much damage you're really going to be doing um, in terms of that, but yeah, that that's basically my thought process on the quick games. I, I like them, but I, I just wish sometimes they would do like a sort of a, a set amount of damage sometimes. That's very interesting. I didn't realize that the yeah. I guess it does make sense that the amount is different every time. Um, slightly frustrating. Um, original suit. The summons in Final Fantasy XII are called espers, and many are collected during the mainline story. But there are a few extras that can be collected along the way. Do you personally collect all or most of these, and which one is the hardest to collect? I collect all of them. Mm. The hardest for me would still be uh, Zodiac because you need all of the espers if you want to get Zodiac. And still one of the hardest, I would say, is Ultima because you need to go to the Great Crystal and that's just a maze of endless <laughs> things. And to get there, it's, it's just hell. 
I actually had to use my strategy guide uh, for the original Final Fantasy XII to get there, because I could not figure it out. I was like, alright, where is this? Where where do I need to go? <laughs> it was just impossible. Yeah, I don't actually know how anyone can do it without a strategy guide, to be honest. It's no. So, it, like, I never understand how anyone can do it. Um, so, do you know how many are the extra summons that you that aren't part of the main storyline? Uh, let's see. I believe Zolora is an option. Uh, Chusgalan is an optional. Amadrelic is an optional. Zerumus is an optional. Ultima, Zodiac. So we already have six. Chaos. Oh, there's another one. Um, I'm racking up Yeah, there's another one. Uh, the the Earth dude, the where you're going on most most and high waste. There's another one. <laughs> that is the optional one. So we chat? already have. <laughs> <laughs> we already have eight at least. So mm. I believe eight are optional because we have Balius that is definitely collectible. Yeah. Um, Matthias. Uh, Shemazai. Oh, what was the other? With a with an H. Oh, oh, Hatmal. Yes, thank you. And a Femfrit. So we have five. So I believe that's all of them. So I actually did collect. <laughs> I think I count uh, all optional ones. That's actually impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my next question. Uh, I mean, I'm. I've aimed this at James, but I'm definitely going to ask both of you. James first, which is your favourite Esper to collect and why? I think I'm going to go and say Belius, actually. Um, he is the first Esper you get, and that means that's the first time that epic Esper battle music hits. It is so good. Like, even if you, like, the music in this game is always good, but just the Esper battle theme, look it up on YouTube, and it'll just be like, you're fighting this thing, and it's like, oh god. So de definitely Belius for me. Yeah, that's really it. Is really cool. I love it. I get so hyped when I hear that music. Uh, Sue, are you able to answer which is your favorite Esper to collect? Uh, I would say I need to choose between two. It would either be Zalara or uh, Zodiac, because Zodiac is just the tiniest little thing, but it has the greatest amount of power. <laughs> but but Zolar, I I think I think Zodiac would be number two, and Zolara would be num my number one, definitely. Interesting. Um, there are a lot of hunts available throughout this game where you can climb through the ranks and gain extra bounties. Suit, which is your favorite hunt and why? It's I actually have a top three. Number one is Gilgamesh. 100 percent mm -hmm. mm -hmm. just purely because of the humor he brings into the game but here's the thing as well when i very first got my hunt with him and also the second battle which it occurred a little bit to me more you can definitely sense he is not from this world you can definitely sense it right away with the second battle you're like you have so many swords it's like you are not from here 100 percent you are from a different universe or somewhere else. So Gilgamesh is definitely my favorite one. Also his theme as well. When I very first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that that's good. He has a whole different theme than anyone else in the whole game. 
that's good. <laughs> really loved it. Also, the little cutscenes between every phases as well. It, it was just perfect beyond. Really loved it. My second would be actually the God or Devil Hunt with uh, the Shadow Seer and all the Guardians from the Pharaoh's Tower. Ooh. Really loved that one. And the third one would definitely be the Behemoth King. To win that battle, that was so exciting. Oh, man, that was also so satisfying. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I was gonna... Also, by the way, for the yes. question for Tomato, by the way, now that I, we are talking about hunts, Mm -hmm. I never beaten Yasmad because I never beaten Omega Mark 12. And if mm. you beat Yasmad before Omega Mark 12, Omega Mark 12 would disappear. Yeah. So that's the reason I've never beaten Yasmad. And the shitty thing is, that's the only one in my original Final Fantasy 12. That's the only one I've never beaten. I got every rare game, I got every hunt. That is literally the only beast wow. I've never beaten in my thing. It's very so, interesting. But... I didn't realize that it disappeared if you went one yeah. over the other. Yeah. It's yeah. really frustrating because oh, I think Omega Mark 12 is definitely stronger than Years Mod, 100%. That thing was well... indestructible. Yeah. Yeah, if I mean, you... laser? With... You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fake thing with Years Mod, or yeah, I call it, I, I pronounce it Years Mod, um, mm. he has over 50 million hit points. Yeah. That's. 50 million. Uh, and like, if you're fighting him in the original 12, where the damage cap is 9,999, you're going to be there for a very long time. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just, I will probably beat it in the future, and I might actually show it as well, so who knows. Yeah, but that is cool. still the, the, the challenge that I still want to face. 100%. Same. Same. I would very much like to try that. Um, okay, so James, there are some really fun side quests in 12, including one with a giant cactuar, uh, as well as the medallion mission. Which are some of your favourites, and why? Well, uh, I do. I, I also do love the cactuar side quest. That's so funny. It's just this family of cacti holding these group of humans hostage. Hi? I don't know. Video games. <laughs> Literally <laughs> video games. Uh, I, I also am a fan of a side quest that connects to it, is the Dalmaskan patient side quest, because um, you sort of get to explore a lot more of the surrounding areas, and if you want it to, a higher level area sort of near it, and uh, the reward you get depends on how many specific items around those areas um, the higher number you get, the better the reward. Um, is 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 a really interesting way of doing it. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, uh, also the fish games, love them. You love the fish games <laughs> suit, was that? I oh, actually did all. I completed all of them. They were a challenge, but they were great. I really love them. <laughs> one that I dislike. Uh, yeah, one that I dislike. I think everyone can agree with me on this. Is the chops. The chops. Oh, oh God. yeah, yeah. I actually completed them very fast. Uh, the very first time I I tried Zodiac Age, because then the more I played it, the more I was like, oh, it actually makes so much more fucking sense now. It's it, it's actually it does easy. It makes sense, but like if you are in that area for the first time and don't know yes. what to do, you are 
you need you need a guide. <laughs> yeah, it, that was so terrible. I hated that with the original. I hated it so much. <laughs> um. Okay. So, suit. Did you ever want Balthia and Fran to star in their own Final Fantasy spin-off? If so, what story do you think the game would follow? 100%. I would 100% want that game. Uh, I'm still hoping it to this day, but what I would love to happen with that game is to have, uh, in the first few, maybe chapters of the game, let's say, have Balthia's story and then maybe at another chapter Fran, you know, to get them slowly but surely together but what i would love to see is the past with Balfir. not only like james said the connection with the judges but also the interactions he had with sid and how mm. sid met vana that would also make a great side story as well so i would love to see that part but also what would make ran actually leave the woods because technically we don't know the real reason actually why she left the woods so i would actually love to see kind of that of a game and then get them together have like a few chapters with them together and then and then maybe at the end what the final part would be is where they would have met vaughn to get like uh, the treasure that would be the perfect ending actually mm. so it would all be uh, a before final fantasy 12 story very interesting yeah. James, have you ever considered what kind of story you would do if if it would be a, a friend Balthier? I I love this idea from Sir. I want it. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, yeah, though I, I'd probably be exactly the same. Like, um, you know, it's just a connection of Balthiers and the like. I would love to see like a a Balthier in like the judge armor design. Oh, that would be cool. Mm. That that would be like that maybe like could be like the opening cutscene where he like walks in with the judge's armor on and you're like who's this character and he removes his helmet and it's Balfier and you're like oh snap. Square Enix, are you listening? Some money to be made. <laughs> Some money to yeah. be made here. See, I'd always considered that it would be an an after of the final Final Fantasy twelve rather than a, a prequel. I always thought well, it would be like, a continuation. Yeah, sorry, I kind of already did an after with Revenant Wings mm. sort of thing, so. Well, I'm going to have to learn what happens in that game. Okay, mm. so our next question. We're coming up to the end of our preset questions, so if anyone in chat, I know you've already been putting your questions through. We will get around to them in a minute. Um, but if anybody else has thought of any more questions from the questions that we've been asking, please do pop them in the channel points, and I will read them out. Um... So my my last few questions I have here are for both of you. We'll start with uh, suit. What, if any, would be the negatives to this game? Hunting rare games. Definitely <laughs> hunting rare games. You don't know what the requirements are. You don't know the locations. You don't have you have no advice, no hints whatsoever. So that would definitely be one of the big negative hints because you have like, what, 100 rare games, maybe even more. Like you have so many to collect, which is actually absolutely absurd. Because so, even for uh, certain marks like, um, oh, was it like the red tortoise uh, in uh, Giza Plains with the rain season? 
you get mm -hmm. certain hints on when it appears with the trickster as well. With rare games, you don't know. Either, like with the um, Damasca Easter Sand, you waited a couple of minutes, like near the village, and the crocodile appeared. And the Mantois, no, that's a different one, Tomato. Um, but, you know, with the Damascus Easter Sand, you wait for the village, you, the crocodile appears after a few minutes. But you could literally just walk right past it without you knowing. And you're like, okay, so where can I actually find this thing? It's, it's, it's somewhere. And also, um, the easiest one is the neck bed, the uh, cockatrice. That is literally the easiest one because it has a 20% chance of either be one of the 10, 12 that are there. Which is the easiest one to get. Uh, it's... That is literally the probably the biggest negative thing that I had that I would change. Definitely. And to confirm for people that might not know, these are the ones that are coming from um that area that's a beach, isn't it? The the people that yes. are asking you to do those things. I can't remember what that area is called. Yes. Because they're separate like near to the, the fishing village. Yeah, they're separate to the other clan, aren't they? They're a different yeah. thing. Yeah, they're um, very separate, but they're, they're actually definitely worth it to, you know, if you... I believe, actually, with the beach one, you can get hints for those rare games, don't you? With, with those hunting rare games, I believe you can get hints. But I with all so. the... Yeah, but with all the other optional ones, I believe you need 33 with those camps. And with the other 67, you get none. You just need to be lucky. I believe with the Tomb of Rainwall, you need, like, with the two phases, you need a certain battle chain. With the Damasco Western Sand, you need to be average, less than 10% health. <laughs> it's, it's like, how would you know? Yep. Um, James, uh, same question to you. What would the negatives be for you? Um, I will say this about the game. You need to open maps for the game like you need like to look up maps specifically for areas like great crystal we've mentioned yes. the place before do not for your own sanity do not go through that place without a map don't do it don't do it to yourself um and as I mentioned you know a guy you know you could look up again a guide or the strategy guide on how to get the rare hunts I like I I I had a weird feeling that whenever I bought the game that I might have needed the guide, so I immediately got the strategy guide, and yeah, I have my two somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. ooh, that one is pretty. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, some of the things with the Zodiac game, like, that's the OG guide, the, the things, like, with chest locations, they've changed, so it doesn't yes. fully translate, but it still helps you with navigation, especially with Great Crystal, so that would be my only negative on the game. Okay, well, now it's kind of talking about the positives. What would you say to convince someone who's never played Final Fantasy twelve to pick it up today? We'll start with James. Uh, well, if you want a, a very chill game that you can just chill out, sometimes turn the gamuts on and just let the game play itself, like, or you want to just explore, just explore all the areas, uh, listen to great music as I've alluded to before. This game is fantastic music. Uh, and have a single player MMO experience without having to worry about, you know, 
paying extra for an an, an MMO experience, that's hard to say, uh, (laughs) then certainly pick this game up. And Sue, what about yourself? What would you say to convince somebody that's never played it before? Definitely the story, first of all, because I was captivated, actually, for the very first time I played it, I was captivated the whole way through. It kept me Mm. interested with the new characters that were being introduced. Uh, You still kind of don't know who the judges were, and, you know, you, you know that they are there, for example, and you're always as well, like, questioning what will happen to the king, because he is sick and everything, like, you know, there are all these different situations to keep you, I would not say like, like, motivated, but, you know, it it definitely keeps you interested in. The other is, it has a great party with great characters, except for fun. Great soundtrack, definitely. The music in the game will also be on spot with a lot of the music. Awesome bosses, a lot of different ones. Some are the same, but a lot of different ones. Also, for side quests are rewarding. Because sometimes you will find bosses with the side quests or some espers. Also very rewarding. And, you know, just great stuff to do just to explore the whole game. It's, it's, it's great. Wonderful. Well, we're now going to go through the questions we've had from chat. Uh, so if anybody does have any more uh, questions that you would like to ask, feel free to pop them through the channel points command and I can scroll through and find it. So the first one they actually we got was from Zephyric, which we might personally not be able to answer. Um, what was your fave part of the real Final Fantasy XII, Revenant Wings? Do either of you <laughs> actually know the story of Revenant Wings? Not off the top of my head. I, I all I remember from playing it was you obviously have Van and Pinello sort of this is after Final Fantasy twelve and you beat up with adult kites and adult the other person. Um and as as I said previously, it's a tar defense game. Um from what I remember you do fight like some of the espers as well, and all I all I remember is getting stuck on one of them. I don't remember much about it, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, Zephyrick. Um, Well, our next question was from Tomato, and I think we can answer that one. And it is, would the game have been better without Vaughn and using Bash or Balthier as the protagonist? Yes. Which would you prefer as the protagonist and why? Oh, I, I personally, for me, I would have Bash. Because mm. uh, with Rex, you're already introduced to Bash. And I would actually... That sounds actually really dark, but I would love to see, you know, how he was more years in prison. You know, like I said, it sounds kind of dark, but, you know, you could see actually the change and everything. I would actually love to see that a little bit more. Or, you know, for a little bit more treasure hunt, Balfir would have been perfect as well. So (laughs) I think either of those would have been perfect. James, do you have any thoughts on the question? I wouldn't want to get rid of Van entirely. I know how much you hate Van, but I wouldn't want to get rid of him well, entirely. I would not hate him, but I just dislike him. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's just a kid who wants to be a fucking Sky Pirate, and, and, and that's it. Like, he yeah, has no growth whatsoever. 
Mm. Fran opens up more. Balfir just gets a little bit rid of his ego. Uh, Ash gets rid gets rid of her obsession with the mask and to, to you know return it to her original state. You know everyone has changed except him. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely would like. I would like to see like Ash or Balfir, as I said before, as the protagonist. Um. Yeah, I mean, everyone in chat sort of saying that they they added in Vaughn as a relatable teenager for the audience, and you know, Kroos is mm. saying you're basically babysitting. <laughs> Kroos is <doesn't> know. <laughs> um, the next question we had, another one from Tomato, was why did they implement a job system in Final Fantasy and not include Blue Mage as an option? I would love to see a Blue Mage or yeah. like job for this game. That'd be interesting. Definitely, uh, but, I, I agree. But unfortunately, no dice on this one. I no. have got another question from Zephyric, because Zephyric, we've already um, gone through the Yasmat thing, but Zephyric actually also asked, what is your most hated enemy in the game? Because it's probably not Yasmat, because you want to fight Yasmat. So do you have a most hated enemy? Omega Mark 12, 100%. <laughs> my most hated enemy. <laughs> Uh, mm, well, I haven't actually fought. I I did the I did I didn't go down to fight Omega Fight Mark. Uh, I, I I'm gonna say probably as a as a sort of a B monster, I guess the first T Rex in the game. You go out <laughs> and you see this big T Rex, and you're like, oh, I'm going to see what I can do with this thing. Attack, chomp, game yeah. over, <laughs> fastest game over in Final Fantasy history. I still remember the first time I actually attacked. I was like, oh, T-Rex. Oh, smack. Okay, never do that again. <laughs> exactly. James is clearly scarred from his playthrough, his first ever playthrough of Final Fantasy XII. It's, it's bringing yeah. back all the memories. I love uh, it, though. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Um, Zephyric has uh, written, Do you fear Sonic Fangs and its 5% death chance that hits 100% oh. of the time? Remind me, yep. the, what is this? It's an enemy skill that most enemies, I think most of the wolf enemies have. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Fangs basically has a 5% chance of just instantly killing you. And it pretty much, like Fire Emblem, 5% is 100%. <laughs> Kind of is, yeah. It, it's it's very scary. Every time I see the attack, I'm like, oh, please don't die, please don't die. And sometimes just one of the characters just die, and it's like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> fine. Um, Chris... yeah, but it's, it's, there are also more attacks as well, like also death count as well, which is also terrifying. You're like, okay, how do I get rid of this? Ah, you know, well, let, let them just die and revive them later. Hmm. <laughs> Or whenever you're fighting Demol, whenever he banishes you, it's like, how do I get them back? Yeah. And you don't realize you actually screen transition. Yeah, you don't even know it. I actually had that. I was like, wait, since when do I have you and why can I? Oh, no. Mm. But also petrify, which is because mm. uh, gold needles are very scarce. Mm -hmm. at, the, at the beginning. So petrify is also a, an attack where I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Yep, that one's a big one for me that I would uh, fear. Uh, Croesus has asked, if you could change one thing, what would it be? It's a good question. Very good question. 
We'll let them think on that. Hi, ST. How you doing? Oh, you're lurking? Who's gameplay in the corner? Uh, somebody's. I would actually make the Gambit system a little bit more easier to understand, because sometimes you're looking at all this Gambit system, and it like for a first-time player, it can get confusing. It can be like, oh gosh, what do I do here? Okay. And yes, there is a tutorial, but sometimes... You know, you you might need something explained a bit first. I would change like the gambit system to be a bit more easier to understand. I don't know how that would be implemented though. So, for me, I would actually like for the rare games, like maybe get, maybe after certain like hunts, get a certain item and like have a bell ring or something like you know where a rare game is in the area. I would mm. love that a little bit more. Then you're like, okay, there's a rare game here, so I need to do something at least. Maybe give mm. a hint, like after three tries or something, I don't know how, but you know, after a certain amount of tries, get a certain hint. That would be really great, actually. You can tell that Suit has spent a lot of time trying to find these. And <laughs> yeah, I no, have found I... all of them. It oh, was, I, on my original file, I can't remember exactly what time, but Let's say I have about at least 150 hours at least. Mm. Every item, every boss, every enemy, I found all of them. Nice going, though. Nice mm. going. Yeah, it took me a while, but hey, you know, like I said, it's a great introduction to the series for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, if you want a, the best challenge would be to go for what's known as Order of Ambrosia rank, which is pretty much as close as you're going to get to 100%. Uh, and some insane people decide to try and speedrun that. And I think the world record is something like 20, 21 hours, 22 hours, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it, it's crazy. That's, that's actually amazing. Yeah, that's really mm. impressive. Um, uh, we've got some really good questions from Zephyric. Thank you very much for chucking in these questions, guys. Anyone else got any more questions? Please do throw them our way. We've got time. Um, Zephyrix asks, what is your favourite song in Final Fantasy XII? The Mist Battle, or the, the Esper Battle theme, as I mentioned previously. So good. Whenever you first just enter that first Esper fight, that hits, you're just like, oh gosh. Uh, I also do like the uh, Area Village theme, because it's just so chill. You could stay there, I could stay there for literal hours and just listen to that theme. Good answers. I would, I would very much agree on both of those counts for both of those reasons. I'm a big fan of the Esper uh, fight music. Yeah, the boss battles. So, can you for think me, of any? It would also probably be, you know, for the Esper battle. But I would also probably like do. Uh, I believe there's also like a certain judge theme. I actually really love those as well. Or at least when mm. a certain judge is introduced, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but you know there is a certain song as well where I like where I'm like, oh, kind of like this. <laughs> but number one would definitely be the Esper Battle, one hundred percent. Yeah, some big boss tunes. Um, okay, well, oh, you two are gonna have to think on this one. Zephyrix asked, "What, if anything, would you like to see in Final Fantasy sixteen that was in Final Fantasy 12? 
Ooh, I've not seen much of Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I've just seen like a few things, like screenshots here or there, so I'm not there yet. But oh man, that's a oh maybe certain references, like maybe certain character guest characters, even like Redis or Larsa. I would actually love that, like a little bit of a throwback, like oh hey, maybe maybe something like that. Because I'm actually also thinking, like, maybe a certain item, but I'm like, eh, would you really? <laughs> so I, I would maybe say, like, a guest character, actually. That would actually be nice. For the people who play 12, you know, that would be nice, yeah. Mm. Yeah, for me, like, I've seen quite a bit of it. I actually, there was last night, there was a lot of information dropped by uh, Yoshida just about what 16 is going to be like but from the trailer like uh, all i heard was empire and i was like oh empire there's going to be another empire story loop in this game interesting because obviously there's been one for final fantasy 6 and now and then final yeah. fantasy 12 and now this game coming out and it's going to be how how is it going to be implemented how is it is it going to have a connection to the other empire like states from the other games so that uh, that I think might have a slight connection to maybe the Evil East series. Oh, that would be a great thing. But to be fair, though, like a lot of the games that have empires in them, I really love them. I love six. I love twelve. So I probably mm. will love sixteen as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking because of the very minimal that I have seen about uh, twelve so far. Um, they're not really going to have any of the things like, obviously there's not really going to be, I wouldn't have expected a gambit system or even no. like, like what 13 no. had because you are just one character rather than a team as well. Um, you probably won't have the battle chains. Guess leveling up might be like more of an ability base. Like, you know, when you pick up a weapon and you could learn an ability from it, like in mm. nine, I think that was. Um, might yeah. be like that more than, you know, steering away from boards. I'm trying to think what 15 was like to see if there's anything relation to that, really. But uh, yeah. they, they did sort of confirm last, uh, just in the interviews last night, there was going to be like skill trees. Like yeah. 15 was, right. 15 had skill trees as well. Um, so there's going to be that element to it. Do you think there's like going to the be, do you think there's going to be a villain Sid? Because there appears to be quite a few villains. In, mm. Well, you know, the trailer kind of hints that there's a lot of people that aren't happy with each other. So maybe one of them's called Sid. Do we know? Does the trailer have a, a Sid in it? I, I don't think the trailer had mention of a Sid. So mm. maybe there might be something in there. You might get another villain suit. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see him. That would be really interesting. What? James, this is a question to you. For mm -hmm. all the characters of Final Fantasy XII, like, let's say one of them become, or at least, like, a generic Final Fantasy character, what would your favorite character be that would be a villain in Final Fantasy XVI? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to pick, it's hard to pick a generic character because I'm just used to, this, like, all the original Final Fantasy villains. Um, who'd be a good villain? You know what? I'm gonna say this. How about Gabrumph? 
Ooh. All right. I was going to say Bash. I was actually going to say Bash. That was my first one. And I was like, no, that would be a bit too weird to have him as a villain. I was like, no, Gabranth. That could be a good one, yeah. <laughs> Mont Blanc. Oh, Zephyr, yeah. that would be a good oh, one. Oh, Mont Blanc, yes, absolutely. He is the evil. He is the evil. Yeah, I oh, like Paul that Zephyr's written that. Vincent, Vincent yeah. would also be a great villain. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was think I was trying to think of a female. I was trying to imagine if Ash could be evil, trying to chuck a female uh, villain in there. What? What's I the name actually of that? miss a female big villain actually in the Final Fantasy. Yeah, like, I was say, was fantastic. By the way, she was great. But I miss a female villain actually. It has been I think a while. Aranea is her name from Fifteen. I don't remember personally the, the 15 <laughs> game that's at all. The, the, the female dragon, I think she'd be good as a villain. I can't remember if that's her name, though. Aranea Highwind. Oh, really? A Highwind? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and she's a Highwind, yeah. Uh, Ariana Highwind. Yep. Kuja would also be a great comeback for a name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, big nine fan as well, so that would sit oh. me no, no water. But I, 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 we also have like the classic summons again, like Shiva and Ifrit. Mm. I really hope also some old bosses are gonna come back as well, like Ultras and uh, Typhoon, maybe. <laughs> oh, Ultras, Ultras would be amazing, that would be fantastic. I would love to see actually some classic bosses back again. That would be great. Like I really love the thirteen two DLC where the with the Colosseum and everything where Ultra I was actually first introduced in, with Ultras in thirteen two. And I Not really loved it. It was so good. Yeah. I really loved it. I'm just laughing at Zephyrick because he's just written Ultros fight number 1520. 1520. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also, that that would be cool. And, and from what we've seen, they, I mean, they've gone with like your basic summons, what I'll call your basic summons in the trailer. You've seen all of the ones that you're used to seeing. Um, Croesus has just written, Fran could be a villain. I would attack that booty. Thanks for I mean, that, Croesus. We would. We would. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> well, we're all out of questions, everybody. Do you guys think there's anything that we haven't touched on that uh, people that haven't yet played Final Fantasy XII might actually... Is there an, any aspect you think that we've overlooked? Anyone in chat even think that there's any aspect of Twelve that we've overlooked? I think we have covered everything. Oh, here's a good question. Mm -hmm. Instead of Vayne, what would your perfect villain be? Your first final boss for 12? Ooh. Like, would you actually think that, like, maybe Vanar would be the perfect one, like the final yeah. one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Vanar would be a really good final boss. Like, I would, I would love to see more of the, of the, of the oracles as well, because you have just one scene mm -hmm. on, like, I want to see a little bit more of them. Like, we only see the ones and that's it. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, that is actually a big part that I did miss in 12. I was like, I oh, say, so, okay, so we have just one scene with them and that's it. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I'd like to see that too. Yeah, I expected a lot more of that because I just, I forgot it was a thing that happened. It happened and then I forgot it was a thing again. 
Yeah. <laughs> also, the, the place that's playing right now, Marlboro Omni says, really love that place. That was oh, such a good it's, place. It's so good. It's so good. I really, really, I really love the change in scenery, the change in scenery as well as the, the I think the Deacon or Dougal. Call again. What was his rank? Like the dude that always sleeps, dreams. Oh, um, I can't remember his name now. Same. Come <laughs> help us out here. The dude that always sleeps. What are you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, and Malbrome says uh, he sleeps always, or he dreams. Oh, I, yeah, I cannot remember things like that. But I, I really love that. The Grand Celtius was he the Grand yes. Celtius? I believe. So. I believe so. I know so. who you mean, anyway. Yeah, but uh, I really love the change of scenery when he died, actually, and it just rains and everything. Yeah, it was, like, it was a whole change in the atmosphere. I really love that. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually That's made so it good. feel like that place was alive completely. Mm. But I, uh, Grand Kiltios, that, uh, yes, that was it. Those words, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've actually had a couple more questions from people in chat. Uh, Zephyrix asked, any more, uh, any plot points in 12 that you wish were more fleshed out? Give, give Van a bit more, I know you don't, uh, give Van a bit, um, Padello a bit more story. They, they that would have been it. good, actually. But also, I would love to see a little bit more history of the mascot on how it was that destroyed. Because we know it's uh, from... Uh, I don't know. No, it was not Nephesite. It was the other one. Like, with the... Uh, Magicite. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. How that was completely destroyed. Because you just walk in there and you're like, oh, it's all gone. Like, but how? Like, what mm. happened exactly? Because we, yeah, we kind of like, hear uh, what happened, but we did not see it, and I kind of missed that. Yeah, like, uh, like maybe like get to see Nabadis before it gets absolutely wrecked. That as well, yeah. Like how how that completely destroyed. Like I kind of missed that. Very that would have been great. Very good point. Um... <laughs> Paul, uh, this is actually quite funny. Yeah, you have asked a question here. Did you ever work out how to use hand bombs effectively? No. I never used them. Ignore them. We all ignore them. Anyone in chat ever actually use those? Do you ever actually... I actually tried, but really? it's so useless to me. <laughs> I wonder why they put them in the game. I wonder why they felt it was a thing that was needed. Maybe there's a I, secret I we don't know. <laughs> I think they just wanted to put them in just as an extra, because the damage they deal is random, I think. So they just needed another weapon of that type to put in. But then again, there's only like one weapon that does, that the poles target magic defense. So, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, I never liked hand bombs. It's an odd one. I, d I remember asking people before, like, you know, is this useful? Do I need to learn this? What are we going to get out of it? And everyone just said, Duh, we never use this. This isn't anything no. we need. That would be a good challenge run. Yeah, hand I was going to say that. would be good, actually, just hand bombs. Hand bombs. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Hand bomb only uh, run. Uh, it would be terrible, but it would be great. <laughs> oh my god, just, just imagine all the characters. <laughs> just throw it. Someone must have done it. Someone must have done it before. We'll have to search the internet and see. Oh, let me um, check right now. Croesus asked one one last question. If anybody's got any more questions, please ch chuck them our way. Uh, Croesus asked, in the world of Ivalice, what is the thing you never say to a banger? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
I feel like that's a joke. Is he writing a joke? Are you going to give us the punchline? Yeah. No, no one has done it yet. No one's on a hand bomb only run. I wonder if it's even possible. Literally the fourth, the fourth thing on Google. What is it good for? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that sounds right. You never call them a lizard? Really? Oh yeah, that that's a thing, yeah. Don't don't call bangers a lizard. That's a thing from uh, Tactics Advance. Oh. Thanks for that. I mean, crisis. it makes sense. Also, that, I would love... A... I... I would love a little bit more of a story with uh, Bagamon and, and uh, Balfir as well. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that could maybe tie into like the 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 prequel game we have going on. Maybe how <laughs> yeah. they how they came about. I I, I actually have Bagamon in uh, my D and D story. Nice. <laughs> and Balfir as well. Yeah. Nice, like it. We've got another question from Zephyric. What boss do you think was overhyped but turned out to die too easily? Bane. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I was I I uh during my during my twelfth bravery, whenever I did Gabramp, I, I I said this before where I did the I sort of hummed the duel of the fates theme. And by the time I I I sort of killed them like a few minutes. I was like, I didn't get the finish yet. <laughs> Even though it was a really hype fight, but I just thought I'd bring that story up. Because <laughs> it's so funny, it's just like I did the duel of the fates themes. Oh wait, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> with Vane with me, the like the coolest thing was that his HP bar does not show. I mm. I actually thought my game was broken. I was like, wait, why doesn't it show? Like, what's happening over here? I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fight and, and we'll see. And then I found searched up later that that was actually a thing. I was like, oh, that's that that's actually really cool. I love that. But yeah, he died that's actually... so easily. Yeah, it's least like he died pretty easily for me too. Like like the. Toughest boss for me was actually Sid, the very first time in the second fight. Mm -hmm. I actually had trouble with that with the original Final Fantasy XII. I had a lot of trouble. Like, he hit hard. Mm. He hit so hard. Like, if, if, if every time I hear the gun, I'm like, ah, oh, stop damaging me. What are you doing? Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, first, the first time you see Sid with his, what are they called, the Rooks? I think yeah, the Rooks, rooks. yeah. And you have to sort of kill them first, almost, before yeah. you can target said that it's like, oh gosh, uh, Demon Wall, second Demon Wall, not the first one, the second time you fight it, is like, the, the runway is shorter, so yeah. it can basically squish you before you have a chance. That was always like, I should come back later, kind of thing. And <laughs> I did, and Wreck was tough. Yeah. Uh, we have another question. Weapon type you hate the most that's not hand bombs? <laughs> Measures. Oh, yeah. Same again. What would you do with a measure? I have no idea. I never used it. What's a measure? I've missed that completely. Yeah, no so idea. the measures are uh, piercing weapons that grant positive status effects on hit. So you could hit your allies with it, but obviously you're doing damage to your allies. And you know, it just seems so pointless to to do it, and like, don't don't target the enemy with it. Just target allies. But again, why would you that do that? You're basically wasting a character slot on doing that. I would say actually archery. For me. <gasps> How dare! Not the sighting dot, which uh, is the archer, best weapon I, of all. I, I I like I like archery. I mean, yeah, but. 
for me, like, if you have, like, a Bushido, like, for example, like, with a Katana, like, that does way more faster damage than the archery. Mm. I like to be further further away and, and you know... Do we have back lines in Final Fantasy XII? <laughs> no. Here's the thing, though. I, uh, here's the thing, though. I would love to hate the guns, but I never use the guns, so I might, in the future, use it. Gun Guns can be pretty handy, like, with the... The flat damage they do, like your stats affect your attack stat doesn't matter with them. No, the only thing is you don't use them against the jellies or the flans because they're resistant to them. Yeah. So they do like one damage to them. So you have to sort of play around that a wee bit with the with the guns. I just thought of yeah. a question, completely off the top of my head. Um, the accents in Final Fantasy Twelve. There's a little bit of... There's some weird ones. I mean, really, there's a weird one. I'm still confused as to whether they're trying to sound Welsh or something else. Um, <laughs> do, do either of you guys have any views of, of the accents that they've created for this game? I never paid attention to it, if no? I'm honest. I, I, I just... I just I, for me, when I'm in a game like Final Fantasy or any other big JRPG or whatever... I look more for the characters than what they sound like. So mm. I, I never really paid attention to it, if I'm honest. Like, of course, certain characters might have, like, very annoying voices, and I'm like, okay, just shut up. But mm. others, I'm like, you sound okay to me. Like, whatever accent it is, I don't really care. Mm. Yeah, I'm probably the same way. It's just me then, isn't it? Just me being picky. <laughs> um... Maybe you're British. Maybe it's just because you're British. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I was. I did. I think it's always stuck with me when I was, when I, you know, played it as a kid. Is like, what are they? Are they trying to put on a particular regional accent, or is this a made-up accent for that character? So it's the narrator that I'm mostly pointing out. Um, the, oh, the guy right, yeah. that reads out like the long passages of text oh, in between certain parts. Uh, Marky. He's got a very particular way of speaking. He kind of sounds like he's trying to be Welsh, but then it sort of sidles into other areas. And... I actually like his voice. He's, he's very <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I like, get told that it is just is what they made up themselves. <laughs> I kind of like it. Suit's favorite Final Fantasy voice is Tidus, says Croesus. No, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> trying to rile people, Croesus. Absolutely um, fucking not. <laughs> who is then? Who would be your favorite Final Fantasy voice? That would be a very good question. You see, I do actually really like Fran's voice. I find it quite right, relaxing. It's nice and different. Yeah. Yeah. For I... Final Fantasy twelve only voice or like in the whole You can series? pick whichever. Because if it's in the whole series, give me a fucking hour. Just <laughs> that, that would take a while. Because okay, it would be easiest saying, like it would be the easiest to say Sephiroth, like one hundred percent. But if I would have to say only for Final Fantasy twelve, I would probably also say Fran. Like what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tomato. Um, we've got more <laughs> questions. Zephyrik has said, uh, "What is your favorite magic in Final Fantasy twelve? Magics in Final Fantasy twelve." I'm trying to remember what I have not are. used it as often, but I would say just because of the status effect. They're great. 
Which one, sorry? Green. Oh, right, the green ones, right, okay. Mm. I've not used it as much, but I think they're, I need to use them a little bit more, because they are pretty handy. Yeah, bubble doubles your hit points. Um, I, yeah. I think, I don't think it's a spell. Is reverse a spell? It's yes. more of a status effect. Uh, it, is a, it is a spell, it yeah. Is reverse is a spell. It's such an interesting status effect, which basically just reverses the damage you do into healing, and the healing you do into damage. It's really, really interesting. I used it against Behemoth King a lot of times the very first time. Like, holy crap. It was nothing but reverse, 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 and just hacking yeah. and slashing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that one that confuses so the hell out of me. It's I, I have the same thing with Reflect. I always get confused as to where I'm meant to go when I use those sorts of effects. Um, <laughs> we have another question uh, from Croesus. It's for Suit directly. If you had the option to voice act any of the characters, who would it be? For those of you that don't know in, in chat, Suit is a voice actor. So which, uh, which of the Final Fantasy twelve? Characters, I'm guessing. Who would you like to voice act? There's a lot of them, really. It doesn't have to be a main one, does it? It can be one of the side characters. I would either say it would be Sid or one of the judges. Either one of those. Definitely. Very nice. I was thinking of asking you to try and say some lines, but let's not do that off the top. <laughs> let's, let's not put the pressure on Sue. Um, Australia, but Nagan the Maska! There we go. That, Wonderful. that was really good. <laughs> there we go. Um, right, well, I think we're probably being there. Croesus is saying that you could be a judge suit. I mean, I see that too. I guess you could definitely do the voice for a judge. Um, I will, I will, the, the judges were so interesting to me. And what mm. I also would love to see for a little bit of story, how the judges were made. Like, how were they actually created uh, for the Empire? Yeah. So like, judgy. that would also be very interesting to that me. That is interesting. That is a very interesting thought. That's true. <laughs> um, I actually also, like, my D&D campaign, like, is a little bit, like, well, heavily inspired for Final Fantasy XII. Because instead of, like, judges, I have paladins. I have five paladins, which are pretty much chaotic good. <clears throat> so whatever they have to do, they will keep the light in the realm or in the city, and they will kill anyone who they need to. Like, they just go out of the limits. I like it. Yeah. Very nice. Um, well, let's, uh, let's round up for the evening. I think we've come to the end of our questions for, for tonight. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for chat, bringing all your questions in. Thank you for being here and hanging out with us. We do this... Oh, one. Oh, go on, I, sir. I... Would you like to see a Final Fantasy XII movie? Let's say, for example, we don't get a Balfir and Friend game, but would you like to see a Balfir and Friend movie? Yeah. I prefer to play it, though. Yeah. I, you you yeah. can also make it like with the uh, like Final Fantasy VII Event Children. You can make it with that. Mm. You don't need like real actors. You can also just do it with that. Like, that would be good. Yeah. I would actually love that. Brand movie? Yes. Oh, here. There you go. <laughs> Interesting thought. Actually... Interesting yeah, thought. right? I, like, you know, it, it's still an option. I'm like, you know, why not? 
Yeah, why not? But would you do <laughs> would you do your prequel idea or would you prefer it to be a totally different story to what you've thought of already for the game? The prequel, definitely. You'd want that as a movie. That Very would be great. If it's not a game, then I would love to see it as a movie. Mm. Nice that thoughts. Would... I, I sometimes I have them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's round up this evening and um, and yeah, just just sort of say goodbye to everybody for the night. As I was saying, we've got a monthly podcast, so next month. Technically supposed to be about Final Fantasy XIII, so if anybody is interested in coming onto this podcast and talking about Final Fantasy XIII, let me know. Um, and yeah, thank you everybody in chat for being here and for bringing bringing in your questions. Um, so we'll uh, we'll we'll go through. You guys can tell us. Uh, we'll start with James if you can tell us because uh, you are a streamer on Twitch as well. So if you could tell us what your sort of schedule is and what you're playing at the minute. Um, we'll uh, uh, shout you out in chat. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, my stream is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, GMT. Uh, we just wrapped up uh, Breath of Fire 2. Big fan of Breath of Fire series, by the way. Um, and we're going to be, our next game is going to be A Uden Chronicle Rising, which was one of the new games coming out. So I'm a big RPG fan, just in general. All, any and all RPGs. Sometimes they throw in a little bit of horror games in there um, for a little bit of variety, but it's mainly horror or mainly RPGs for me. And that's pretty much me. Very cool. And Suit, what about yourself? I play. Uh, I'm stream on, on Tuesdays, uh, Thursday, and Friday, mostly seven seven p.m. CEST. And. I play a lot of different games, horror, RPG, uh, you name it. <clears throat> but uh, for a while now, I'm actually playing Nino Kuni: uh, Wrath of the White Witch uh, Remastered. Ooh, nice. And I'm also playing Darksiders 3 on Reckoning mode, which is the most difficult mode on that game. And you can <laughs> die on in two hits on average, which is a lot of fun. So you're quite frustrated um, in your streams at the minute. <laughs> well, it's not too bad because you know I'm I know what I'm doing to myself, but at the same time it's like, damn, at this because here's the thing with reckoning mode, not only do they get more HP and the damage is higher, the dodge window gets tinier. And that's the frustrating part, because now you need to be so precise. That's the annoying part. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, thank you very much, both of you, for uh, being our guests this evening. Thank you for answering all of our tough thank questions. You for me. Thank you very much to chat as well. And um, yeah, I hope you all have a lovely week, and we will see you next month for a Final Fantasy Thirteen podcast. Let's all say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.